0: Good evening, Blue Jays fans. It's Brendan Panikar hosting this week with my co-host, Craig Borden. Craig, how are you, sir? Doing wonderful. We got a
2: special episode of Jaybird watching tonight, Brendan, and couldn't be happier about it.
0: That's right. That's right. Drummed up quite a bit of uh, excitement on Twitter. I want to welcome our guest, Bobby Kay, brother of Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Kay. Bobby, how are you, man?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Of course,
0: of course. Now I'm not sure if you thought of this, so we're going to give you a free idea here. I'm not sure if you've connected yet or not with Ryan Barucki's brother Matt Barucki, but I figured the both of you would probably be perfect to host your own podcast. And the brothers of the starting pitchers of the Toronto Blue Jays—have you had a chance to connect with Matt Barucki yet? And if not, maybe there's a podcast idea for you.
1: You know, it's pretty funny because after one of my tweets went pretty viral. Uh, everyone started saying that me and him got to do a podcast together, but I never got in touch with him. But, you know, I'm down for something like that.
0: <laughs> well, there's the free idea. So, Matt Barucki, if you're listening, we'll tag you both in the tweet. Get that thing started for 2020 when both uh, <laughs> Ryan Barucky and Anthony K are in the Toronto Blue Jays rotation. So, Bobby, we're going to take things back a few years ago when – when you and Anthony were growing up. But uh, we want to focus on yourself, man, uh, before we get into uh, some stuff on your brother. Bobby, why don't you give us a little bit of background on uh, yourself as a baseball fan, if you played baseball growing up, uh, any good stories uh, from you and Anthony's uh, childhood as you are growing up and getting into baseball? Anything that comes to mind?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit older, so I'm eight years older than my brother. But, uh, yeah, definitely growing up, we went to a lot of Yankee games. I know you guys don't want to hear that, but... You know, big Yankee fans for the family. but And we would go to all the games together. And uh, I remember one time we were out, you know, we tried to shag five balls during batting practice. And uh, I think it was uh, Matt was up and I robbed his home run from this guy. He got kind of upset with me and uh row in front of me. I was able to give my little brother the ball. So that was a special moment. Uh, but, yeah, uh, growing up, I just used to play baseball in the backyard. My dad had a, a field in the backyard for us we used our uh, tennis balls and you know depending if i was in a good mood or not i would let him uh, either win or i have to give it to him a little bit you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a big brother's forward
1: that's
0: right gotta 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 rip the little brother a little bit right as you're growing up and make sure that uh, he knows who's boss <laughs> yeah
1: you, you know you, you can't let things be too easy for him i think it helps mold them when they're growing up you, you can't always let them win and uh that was a big part of him growing up was us in the backyard, having a good time.
0: So, Anthony Pace's resiliency on the mound is largely credited to you. That's what I'm getting out of here, Bobby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, well, growing up, I played, you know, I played in high school and I played at uh, Long Island University here on Long Island. And uh, I was actually a Division II All-American pitcher, but I was a righty who threw 90 miles per hour and, you know, everybody's a righty and throws 90 nowadays, so... After college, that was kind of the end of my career. Okay, gotcha,
0: gotcha. Craig, anything you want to expand on on any of that?
2: I just think that's insanely cool that both of you played so well, you know, in past the high school level, period. It's like a, you know, it's very cool to see a family, you know, period, do that. And the fact that the two of you did it, yeah, you said you're eight years apart, but the fact that you guys had something that fun to be able to talk about, and I'm I'm already assuming that you're having plenty of ribbing on him every. Why did you serve up that pitch to whoever already? <laughs> it's three stars in a major. Uh, so.
1: Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't like. Uh, I don't like to beat up on him. But, you know, but we we definitely talk about uh, pitch selection and what he could have done a little differently, and you know why why he threw this in this situation. But you know, I don't I don't really bust his chops when he you know lets up a moonshot or something. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
2: How all over were you after the Yankee series, being Yankees fans? (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, well, my dream scenario was that uh, you know he goes seven shutout innings and then the Yankees uh, win one nothing, and uh, that's the end of that. Because you know the Yankees are still in the hunt for uh, home field advantage. Correct. So I mean, if if the game meant something to the Blue Jays, I'm definitely going to be on the Blue Jays side from here on out because you know, obviously, family over you know over the sport, but. I just wanted to see him throw really well, and he did very good for uh, four innings, and he ran into some tough luck in that fifth inning where he let up some runs, but I was was very proud of him. Yeah,
2: and I know the fact uh, that he was lights out until that inning was insane. Uh, Blue Jays fans are rolling over as far as how excited we are to see Anthony and how good he has been through his first three starts. Um, How has it been? Are you, like, sitting on pins and needles, like, every five, six days when he gets a start? Or are you just that excited to see, you know, your brother do, going out there every day?
1: Honestly, like, every time he's on the mound, for me, it's like watching, like, Game 7 of the World Series. It's like, it's, it's crazy. I get super excited. And, uh, you know, when I used to pitch, I was never nervous, go out there, do my thing. But watching him pitch, you know, you have no control. And, uh, yeah, I'm nervous and excited at the same time, for sure. That's great.
0: Yeah. I- I can only imagine. I was at that at that Yankee game that you referred to there uh, and saw him live uh, out the Rogers Center mound. I believe that was his first home start as a Blue Jay, and I, I agree. He was cruising through the first four innings, and I think he uh, just got a little bit of unluck with that uh, balls in play. But know, uh, I mean I know Craig and I have uh, been gushing uh, over your brother and Anthony since he's uh, come up to the big league. It's been a, a lot of fun, but. You know, I want to take things back a little bit to right around the trade deadline or when he got drafted. And uh, he was actually with uh, the the other hometown team uh, right across in in Queens, New York, uh, the New York Mets. Why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown of what that was like after Anthony got drafted by the New York Mets? Because, you know, there's that old old rivalry between the Yankees and the Mets. And uh, I'm sure it was exciting for you guys as a family that uh, there was a chance he could be pitching pretty close to home.
1: Well, yeah, well, first he got drafted out of high school by the Mets in, like, a 20-something round, and uh, he decided to, you know, go to UConn and, you know, get better, and he then he got drafted in the first round by the Mets again, which was exciting. We had, like, a little party here at the house, friends and family, so watching that live was super exciting when they called his name. That was awesome. I got a little video on my uh, Facebook of uh, the moment when it happened. Everybody was excited, and, uh, yeah, we were pretty happy. It was he was on the Mets because you're right if you ever made his debut then you know the whole town would be there but I think it worked out for the best because I don't think he would be pitching in the Metro Station now and it's up and coming Blue Jays team is something special so we're pretty excited for him to be on that team
0: for sure for sure no I know it's uh it was a crazy day up here man when uh when Stroman was traded obviously Strowman being a New York guy too Uh, won the hearts over of so many Toronto Blue Jays fans in in playoff runs in 2015 and 2016 and just the way he repped Toronto but Honestly, the, you and your brother have been so so good on Twitter. <laughs> you guys have been awesome, which is why we wanted to get you <laughs> on the show. Yeah, I, I love Thank your you. Twitter. Yeah, I love your Twitter bio of a newly acquired Toronto Blue Jays fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's uh, it's it's awesome seeing you guys uh, interact, and uh, especially once Anthony got up to Buffalo and yourself. I remember, I th- I think our first interaction on Twitter, you and me, Bobby, was I think your brother asked about recommendations in Toronto, and I said. If you like to drink and, and party, then you got to go to the club Underground on King Street East, but then after for drunk food going home, the best burritos in the city are Burrito Boys, and it's absolutely perfect. So how much have you learned about Toronto uh, since the trade to, uh, to the Blue Jays? And kind of give us a little bit of background on what you knew about Toronto beforehand.
1: Yeah, so basically, uh, I knew nothing, and I guess, I guess Anthony was in the same boat. So I guess that's why he was reaching out to the fans. And I was following the the Twitter feed and I was checking out all the cool things people had to offer. And then you hit right up my alley when you were talking about going to some bars and I'm like, I'm definitely in for something like that when I head up there, that's for sure. And, uh, hopefully I can interact with some fans, go out, you know, have a good time. But, uh, yeah, I learned about, uh, some poutine. uh, Is that how you say it? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty excited to try some of that. Uh, Some of these these, these snacks look pretty good, too. Uh, I mean, I'm down for anything, you know. I'm down to learn the Canadian culture, and I'm pretty excited to head up there next season.
0: For sure, for sure. Craig, anything uh, on that?
2: I honestly just got to say that that had to be one of the most epic Twitter feeds I've seen in a while between Anthony and uh, Simeon Woods Richardson and yourself, Bobby. The three of you just kind of chiming in in pieces all there and puzzling this whole thing together. even me is a kind of an inside looking outside looking in Canadian <laughs> here in the States, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan's already giving me my, you know, guilty by proxy, you know, Canadian membership and, citizenship and everything um uh, but i just couldn't believe the fact that you guys were there's not many players and that jump into that kind of a conversation and the fact that you guys were so open with it There was a fun environment there was obviously nothing weird going on it just was great to see the interaction on that and i just got to give you all props to that the fact that your your guys fun level is on like an 11 level out of 10. <laughs> You just want to hang out and goof around yeah, with yeah, everybody yeah. else. And the fact that the two of you are so open and ready to dive into this whole thing is very exciting. Because this team, like you mentioned, is very special. And I think we need more people that are around this club like yourselves that will just be icing on the cake. Make this team not just fun to watch, but fun to, you know, interact with and goof off at the same
1: time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just, you know, I've been following Toronto all year, obviously, because they're in the same division as the Yankees. And, I, you know, you can't not like that team. I mean, <laughs> even as a Yankee fan, you can't not like them. They're, they're fun. They're awesome to watch. And they got, you know, Bichette, Bizio Guerrero. You got the, the trio of uh, ex-Major League players' sons on the team, which is so cool. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be a special group for a long time.
2: Yeah, I was making the uh – Earlier in the season, I was comparing this to when the Yankees were forming their new core four, basically, with Judge, Sanchez, and company. That's what the Blue Jays are solidifying around this kind of team, and they've been looking for that pitcher to be the Andy Pettit part of the uh, core four. Nobody's really filled into that piece yet. We'll see who fills in. Maybe there's a few people that were you know, relatives and siblings of this show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that could fit that hole pretty nicely, but the fact that they have been building that team and All of a sudden, your brother getting that phone call, knowing what the minor league system's been like for the Blue Jays, and then having that piece of being able to get on the bus really quickly to Toronto had to have been exciting.
1: Well, you know, uh, it's funny Sandy Pettit, You know that's just like uh, his idol growing up. That's the guy he wanted to be like. So (laughs) hopefully you you found something right there, you know.
2: (laughs) Just for your reference, I had no idea of that. It's not like I was Googling a lot of you or something. (laughs) that's like deep dive twitter crying nonsense that there was no way in hell i would have been able to find so thanks for the
1: compliment (laughs) you nailed it (laughs) dude you nailed it
0: yeah that's a hell of a picture to look up to too i remember i think my first ever baseball jersey was an andy pettit houston Astros jersey so it's kind of interesting how that all comes around and that's absolutely awesome awesome to hear bobby why don't you give us a little, little bit of uh a light into the day the trade went down when Anthony and Simeon Woods Richardson were sent to Toronto. Like, what is that like for a family? Especially because obviously he's now not pitching for the organization that's so close to home. He has to move to a different country. Not. I, I, I'm also kind of curious. I was thinking about this today. What did Anthony have had his passport ready at all? Because you're going to need that to come up to Toronto. Like, just give us a little bit of an insight into what that day was like and, and how you found out. Uh, about the trade if it wasn't through twitter
1: so it actually was through twitter uh i think i woke up pretty late that day but uh you know i was just messing around on twitter and i saw i think it was adam Schefter or somebody uh post that the trade was happening that stroman was going to the mets so i reached out to anthony i text him i go oh no you're gonna draft and you know i'm bullshitting with him just messing around and he's like oh, yeah we'll see but we don't really believe that he's actually getting traded. And then, uh, then they said it was going to be two prospects. So I said, yo, Anthony, <laughs> I said, you might be the guy, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, he's like, nah, he's like, I haven't got a phone call or anything. So I was like, oh, and then, uh, my dad was on the phone with his agent. So they just like, yeah, I didn't know anything or whatever. And then I went back on Twitter and I see it was him and, uh, Simeon Woods and, uh, I go, oh, man, I texted that, but I was like, it is you, right? And then the agent called back, like, two seconds later. He's like, yeah, he's getting traded. And that was that was crazy, you know. He was getting calls and texts and everything, blowing up his phone. But it was definitely a surprise, to say the least.
0: Yeah, I can only you know, imagine. It's yeah, only you don't a...
1: expect it to trade. Uh, a couple, you know, they, they need to relieve pitching for the Mets. They didn't really need a starting pitcher. So oh. it was kind of weird that they went after Stroman. It was obviously a huge upgrade from Vargas, but it's not the guy they needed. They needed some bullpen work, so that was surprising. But at first, you're a little disappointed because, like you guys said, he he wants to make his debut close to home. But then, then you realize it's actually a really good thing that he's going to be able to move up right away, which he did, and join the rotation and get some experience this year.
0: For sure. Yeah, I don't think he... Would have necessarily gotten to the big leagues with the Mets this year. He's kind of in with the way that rotation has grown over the last few years with DeGrom and, and Syndergaard and Stephen Matz and, and Zach Wheeler. It a bit of a logjam. And you know what? I think it was, as you put it tonight, Bobby, one of the most perfect scenarios uh, for him to come to Toronto because the rotation is wide open and he's going to be able to go into spring training in 2020 to win a job. And honestly, I know Craig and I have said it really wouldn't surprise us if Anthony goes out there and wins the job out of rotation where do you ultimately see your brother starting uh the 2020 season because there's probably some merit maybe he's pitched really well since being up here but maybe starting in Buffalo just to get a few more starts under his belt or ultimately obviously we always hope for the best especially when it comes to family members but do you think there's a legitimate chance that he could start 2020 in the Blue Jays rotation well
1: correct me if I'm wrong but it's He's the only left-handed starting pitcher in the rotation, right? Correct. Correct. Oh, yeah, and, and I was looking something.
2: Ryan still having issues like he's been having with his arm, but I think he's got to come in yeah. for a long, extended look next spring. But yes, healthy and ready to go. Your brother's the guy right now.
0: Correct.
1: Yeah. So I was looking at the prospects, and I didn't, uh, I didn't see anybody in the immediate future that's a lefty that's going to be able to work their way up. So I'm thinking. I mean. I'm thinking him as a, you know, maybe a three or four starter next year, uh, right away. I don't, I don't really think they have a choice, but that's just my opinion. He could start on Buffalo, and wouldn't be the worst thing, especially since teams like to keep control of their players for as long as they can. And you know, if they hold them off for I think a month or whatever, then they get them for another year. So it's really I guess up to the management uh, how they want to handle that situation. For sure, for sure.
0: I know Craig and I went down to, uh, well, I met up with him in Buffalo uh, in July, and it, it was uh, probably a week or two before the trade. We will say, we're extending this offer right now, we both love the bar scene in Buffalo. I know that sounds crazy <laughs> for what a <laughs> Buffalo is. So is a fun town, start there, I agree. I and I'm not just saying agree. that because
2: my <laughs> Buffalo Bills are 3-0 and right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. The three of us, if, if Anthony is in Buffalo to start the year next year, the three of us will meet up and we'll watch his first Bison start. That's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> 100%
1: I'm down. Locked yeah,
0: in. So. absolutely. Craig, anything more on that? So now
2: that he is part of this organization, I'm sure he's gotten you know into the point where he's met plenty of the players, even at a couple of various levels and stuff. How is he loving the fact that he's got all these talented players Offensively, defensively, around him and the pitching staff, I feel like he's been feeding off of that a lot, Bobby. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, the team has a pretty bad record, but it's not for lack of talent. It's for lack of experience, right?
0: Correct. So
1: those guys are going out there and they're having they're having a good time, even despite their record. You see those guys, and everyone's happy to be playing in the major leagues. It's not, you know, it's not about the record this year. It's about getting the experience getting together as a family and uh getting to know each other to to mold so i think that's what's going on right now with the whole team is they're becoming a team so he's he's pretty happy to be with them he, he says they're a great group of guys and after his first win i know they were messing with him a little bit uh i think they gave him a beer shower or something there so he got it uh, yeah, sounds like ken team, giles all I over guess. again <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you can imagine that. Even though the record is not that great, it's uh, it's still a fun team to play for, and it's all about experience at this point. For sure,
0: for sure. Oh yeah, that does sound like a Ken Giles led thing. I know after Charlie Montoyo got his first win as a manager in the second game of the year, they brought him in, I think, in a shopping cart in the middle of the shower, and everybody just any any kind of liquid that they can find, <laughs> So whatever it is, they. Dallas, Charlie Montoya in there, so my guess is Ken Giles had a part of that uh, for Anthony. But, you, you know, we, we mentioned uh, potentially uh, a Buffalo trip, but ultimately, when is the uh, first time, if you've had a chance to look at the schedule or anything like that that you anticipate being able to get up to Toronto next year?
1: So It's going to be the, the first uh, start of the season if he's up there, but like you guys said, uh, I know you mentioned if Anthony had a passport, well, I think he always had his. I don't have a passport, so I, I'm going to go up there and get a uh, enhanced license or something and uh, possibly take a trip to Buffalo and drive uh, up there if I don't have a passport. But it's definitely going to be his first start of the season. I'll, I'll make my way up there.
2: There's one perk Fantastic. you have as a New Yorker. You can get that enhanced license.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm the only one, in,
2: uh, the, uh, Bobby, in my family, that actually has a real passport, and that's because until about two years ago, I used to travel around the world for my day job. You know, other than my fun yeah. that I have here with Brendan on Jaybird watching, I was everywhere. Here, there, Australia was like the furthest I've been, but so I'm the only one that has the passport. Everybody else, that's exactly what they do, and it has had no issue getting them in and over the border. So Until Brendan you know, makes me smoke what the hell far, your pink though. lemonade vodka or whatever the hell it is over the border this weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen Bobby, but <laughs> Barstool Sports. I'm not sure if you listen to or are a hockey fan at all, but they released a pink lemonade flavored vodka, and it is the best thing ever. I had it in celebration of the 49ers starting three and zero yesterday, and it is delicious. <laughs> so when you come up next year, I'll be getting you to bring a bottle of that up for me, and we'll meet up and we we'll, uh, we'll share a drink uh to anthony's first 2020 start <laughs>
1: i'm down man i'm definitely down yeah. and then
2: we can share an awkward pinkies out moment with our little tiny shot glasses of pink lemonade after that
1: <laughs> <We're> fancy, <yeah. laughs>
0: it's just quite weird amazing well i i love the fact that we have two solid plants uh booked right now you know what guys let's start wrapping things up tonight i know craig you were texting me saying that it's a bit of a thunderstorm Uh, going through Rochester, New York. So we just want to make sure we get the entire interview through uh, before either maybe the power goes out. (laughs) But, Bobby, being so close to New York, obviously we know that the New York Yankees are going to be going to the playoffs. They've clinched uh, already. Why don't you give us uh, a little bit of a playoff prediction? Do the Mets miraculously make the playoffs being four and a half or four games out with just a week left to go and ultimately who do you see being the World Series champion and what is your matchup in the World Series? Uh,
1: the Mets, I would say, have uh, about a 1% chance of <laughs> making it. They, get, they got to win out and a lot of teams have to lose a lot of games for them to, uh, to make it. So I don't see them making it but uh, as far as the matchups go, I'm, I'm going to take uh, Houston out of uh, the American League because they're just disgusting. Their their pitch pitching stuff is un, unbeatable, man. It's There's unbelievable. Not many ways to and I'm uh, saying it, Bobby
2: <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. I think you sums should, it up pretty good for be. anybody that is not a Houston Astros fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know they're, that's the team to beat. And then I guess out of the uh, National League, you got to go with the Dodgers.
0: If that is the World Series, that's going to be a lot of fun. Another rematch from just a few years ago. Craig, what do you think? What is your uh, playoff predictions uh, as the last season or as the last week of the season rolls through.
2: I honestly think that the Mets are done. I don't see them taking anything, but I am wondering what is going to happen behind the Yankees and with these three roaming wild card spots in the American League. You know, it's just it's. I'm honestly hoping for another Wild Card Wednesday situation where a few years ago with the Tampa Bay Rays snuck into the playoffs just because the Red Sox happened to choke one day. (laughs) I'm kind of seeing something like that playing out a little bit here before the regular everyday Wild Card playoff thing. It's going to be a tooth and nail thing here for the American League East, but final. I somehow, I don't know why, and I don't think this should happen, but the offense for the Atlanta Braves has just been on fucking fire. (laughs) Is the nice (laughs) way to say it. And I just have some sneaking suspicion that their hitting is going to just carry this into the playoffs and be a a force to be reckoned with. I think they're going to go head-to-head with the Dodgers in whichever round they finally do meet up with them. And they might edge them out I honestly think the Houston Astros are going to be the team to beat in the American League East, but I don't want to say it, but Bobby's going to be happy. The Yankees' offense is getting healthier by the day. <laughs> <laughs> so. And that we saw, you know, looked pretty good yesterday. Bit. That's all I'm thinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope. I Honestly, I said at the beginning of the year I wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees win the World Series. Plus, Bobby, I love Jay hap uh, Obviously, him being a Blue Jay the last few years in two different times, I would love to see Jay hap go out there and get a World Series ring. And Edwin, too. It would be awesome to see Edwin Encarnacion get himself a World Series ring. So, A, my selfish or more so biased pick, because I actually want to see them do well. Yes, that sounds a little bit weird for a Blue Jays fan to say that, but I would love to see the New York Yankees go win the World Series over the Dodgers. A nice classic East Coast-West Coast matchup. Uh, I think that would be a ton of fun. Craig, do you have any final questions for, for Bobby before we wrap things up?
2: Weirdest thing that you guys did to each other on a baseball field.
1: <laughs> There's got to be some kind of
2: like a... Uh, I just for some reason with the way that the two of you are your personalities and the well you character that I've noticed from talking to you now and seeing you interact on Twitter, I just feel like there has to be a weird awkward moment where there was like a prank played on one or the other, this, past the normal everyday sliding one each other off the end of the bench or something like that. Like, is there a good hot foot story <laughs> from you guys growing up and playing <laughs> a prank on each other? I'm just, I just feel like there has to be nah, something on I mean, there. Like,
1: <laughs> like I said, you know, I'm just I'm just so much older than him that like. You know, we never really uh you know, cross paths like that on a baseball field, but my thing I like to do is uh you know, whenever whenever I went to a minor league game or a um even this year when I went to Tampa for the major league game, I like to bust his balls and pretend like I'm a crazy fan asking for an autograph to kinda <laughs> embarrass him a little bit, you know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> something yeah. something like that. <laughs> He's on my jersey, please. <laughs> What's with you? You're such exactly. a jerk. <laughs> I, know, I know this guy stinks. You know, it's not over That's good. That's good fun.
2: So that's perfect. That hits my, goof, my goofball level here that I was aiming for. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: That is, uh is that. That is awesome. And you know what, man? We wish Anthony. We wish yourself uh all the best and uh stay warm in new york over the course of the winter bobby we will be talking to you uh throughout the off season we're rooting for you we're rooting for your brother uh to go out there and win a rotation spot in 2020 and honestly it's been a fantastic start seeing him up here in toronto since the trade and uh we both really appreciate you hopping on giving us some insight into yourself a little bit about you as a person and anthony as well and you know what, man? I'd love, we would love to have you back on, so we'll stay in touch over the course of the offseason.
1: Yeah, that, thanks for having me, guys. I mean, whether we're going to meet in Buffalo or Toronto next year, uh, I'm pretty excited. We'll all hang out and we'll have a good time.
0: You Sounds know what, man? We're, Sounds we're, like we
2: also got we're one all- of the best fan acquisitions in a trade in a while, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's,
2: that's,
0: that's right. Bobby, you were a part of that trade as well in Blue Jays. Twitter. Thank you, guys. Fans. Thank you. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, have a great rest of your night, and we'll be in touch over the course of the offseason, man.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: Cheers, you bud. Bet. Welcome back, Blue Jays fans. Bernie Panicart with Craig Borden. That was uh, Craig. That was uh, probably one of my favorite interviews that we've done. No, not no. No disrespect to any of the guests we've had. We uh, we keep pretty high class here. Get lots of good guests, but uh, Bobby K was an awesome, awesome individual to talk to. He uh, is, makes it very easy to root for him and his brother uh, for success going into 2020, and uh, maybe a Buffalo or a Toronto meetup. up. Yeah. Uh-
2: Hanging with Big Brother K here on the Jaybird watching worked out splendidly, and I think that the fact that his level of shenanigans, our level of shenanigans, and the bar-level chat that we shoot for on this show,
0: you know, perfect. <laughs> it, it, it couldn't have gone any better. And we, we thank, once again, we thank Bobby for coming on with us, giving some insight into into himself. One thing you didn't know is that he was a, a pretty high uh, baseball player. He got, got up there uh, throughout the course of his baseball career, but as he mentioned, he was a righty at 390 miles per hour, and everybody does. But it's uh, pretty impressive that he uh, he got pretty high up there in uh, in baseball and uh, that him and his brother both shared a baseball diamond.
2: Yeah, college-level baseball is nothing to slouch at, especially Division Two is a highly competitive division. I barely played Division Three baseball myself, Brendan, and it was still pretty competitive down at my level on
0: state schools around New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. no, I can only imagine. Uh, we will uh, be sure to meet up with uh, with Bobby K, whether it's in Buffalo, whether it's in Toronto, it's going to be a fantastic time. And, and speaking of fantastic, fantastic
2: And until day. then, though, I think we got to make sure that we get all Blue Jays fans hanging out with Bobby K and Anthony K online, because Twitter feeds, high-level fun for everybody. And That's right. Very interactive, as we mentioned here in the midst of our fun. And the fact that the two of them are so playfully goofy, and (laughs) it works out perfectly. And we know that Anthony Kay has gotten plenty of ketchup-lays chips since making his initial tweets on Canadian culture and poutine, I'm sure, since he has been called up to the
0: team. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, that's right. It's uh, it's all good stuff, and uh, honestly, I hope somehow, at Bobby and Matt Barucki combined, and either we have them on the show together at the same time and have the Brothers podcast, or the both of them start their own. That is a golden idea ready to happen. <laughs> yeah, and it's
2: like got to be like chilling with Baraki K. <laughs> or
0: something like yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. You already got the name. You already got the name. You guys can that's, use uh, it. I have No, that... no gripes. <laughs> yeah, no, Bobby, that's for you. Matt Baraki, that's for you as well. That would be too much fun to listen to. But speaking of too much fun, Craig... The Toronto Blue Jays had themselves a four and two week since the last time we recorded, including a cycle from Kevin Bifio, 17 years after his dad. That insane. is
2: one of the most insane things about the whole thing, other than the fact that it is the third Blue Jays cycle. And I'm going to let you all ponder on who the other two for a minute before Brendan and I spoil the who the other two because you're never going to guess it unless you knew it already and somehow managed to remember watching the one. <laughs> but how the <laughs> only the the only, t- only brother son combination in baseball to have a cycle each and. Just put that into perspective, the fact that there aren't many brothers or I mean uh, father and son relationships in baseball outside of the baseball royalty level. Obviously the Blue Jays have a few more chances to do this. But, Brendan, how epic is that that a father son combo, especially a Hall of Famer and a you know, now rookie, Kevin Biggio, it's legendary level stuff, isn't it?
0: It is. I mean, we've talked about since Kevin's been up here, he's had a fantastic fantastic eye at the play he walks so much but he has such a good recognition of the strike zone it would not surprise me His cycles are very rare they don't happen very often i'd say what you maybe get one per year maybe one every two years or something like that but one of the having, more rare you know, feats in is, baseball. it is it absolutely is but he is no joke when it comes to talent there's a lot a lot of twitter discussion today about Kevin Biggio, I forget how it started, but there was a few people on my feed that were talking about him. I don't know how anybody can think he's not talented enough to be at the major league level. He has plenty of talent, even if he's above average. That's all they need him to be. I don't think he'll be elite. He maybe will get an all-star game or two throughout his career. Maybe. But, man, Kevin Biggio is a very important building block to this team, isn't he?
2: I think the fact that he just does everything on a above average level you know it's not like he made yeah you know, you're you're mentioned it he's not the giant star that's standing out we already have two or three guys that could run away with that in vladdy guriel and boba shat biggio just needs to be mr consistency and be another piece of this puzzle and a good cornerstone for these guys to just go nuts off of right the fact that biggio is hitting fielding and stealing bases he's using all his tools brendan i just the fact that he has been doing this kind of thing, I think the most exciting thing about his cycle the other day is he hit his triple in his last at-bat, and he stole a base in that game. That's 13 for him on
0: the season.
2: He's got 15 home runs. He, it's nuts.
0: He can do everything, man. He can run. He can hit for average. He can hit for some power. He really has five tools. Not that he would be the typical five-tool guy, like some people are, what the front office is hoping Derek Fisher could be. We'll see if that actually happens. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Tough, tough. yeah. So it's, uh, it, it's all good stuff, and you know what? I think we are both in complete agreement that, you know what? This team can beat lower-level competition. We talked about it with, I believe, either Jason Lee last week or two weeks ago with Hayden Godfrey. That if the Blue Jays are already beating teams that they should be, like the Detroit Tigers, the Kansas City Royals, or the Baltimore Orioles, that they're in good position and they can hang with the likes of the New York Yankees. And We saw that the last week. Craig, how insane was that nice inning comeback with the Randall Bridget home run on Wednesday night against Baltimore? So fitting.
2: Oh, I jumped out of my seat, but I have to mention one closing thing on Cat Biggio: The fact that 100%. he has me completely guessing what the hell his ceiling is at this point. Am I the only one that's completely thrown for a loop? Two year, Three years ago, it's like, oh great, we have another you know bloodline player in the Blue Jays system, and nobody talked about him after that. All of a sudden he hits the New Hampshire and he gets a little updraft in his swing. I don't know what to think anymore, my friend. <laughs> I just really think he could be... <laughs> His ceiling to me is maybe not as much as Bova Shedder, Vladi, but the fact that he could be a solid 280 hitter that has 30 home runs in a season is not out of the question right now. And that is a hell of a bat to have in the middle of a lineup, especially a guy taking up second base every day.
0: Maybe it's just me. Hey, you bring that up. I'll, <laughs> no, I completely agree. And I'll actually take it one step further. Do you think it's possible that a year or two down the road we're having the exact same conversation surrounding Griffin Conine?
2: it would not shock me. But we, I think the biggest thing that is difference between Biggio and Conine, you know, you're going to get at least power from Griffin Conine where even yeah. that was in question. Oh, with Biggio, all,
0: And you're also going to get a shit ton of strikeouts with Griffin Conine at this point. <laughs> Kevin Biggio <laughs> always had a nice play. but yeah, it, it's been so much fun to watch this core, man. I know it sucked. The season is coming to an end. I mean, I'm, I'm, ever since the NFL started I've been pretty mentally checked out other than obviously staying in loop on Twitter and making sure that uh, we're still up to stuff on uh, to have a great show like we've done uh, this entire season but uh, very fitting way to uh, to cap the road series with the Baltimore Orioles wasn't it?
2: Very very much so but to go where you were going um, the fact that he hit that home run, Randall Gritchick to come back against the Yankees That's just one of those things that is just, oh, it makes me want to get excited. Like, I want to just fast fast forward through this winter into February when I can take a road trip and get down to frickin' Dunedin and start watching this young core really gel together. That is the biggest thing that's going about this. This team has, oh, you know, that's great. We lost a game, but they have found ways to get into games and beat teams like the New York Yankees very, very good to see this kind of thing coming from such a young core, and not to mention, like you said, Brendan, they have found ways to beat all the teams that they quote-unquote should be beating, and the fact that we are pretty much avoiding an 100-loss season here, is that official? Am I completely out of my mind? Especially if we hold on to tonight?
0: Yeah, no, I I do not believe they. Yeah, they can't. Uh, I forget when it was that they clinched that they wouldn't have a hundred loss season. Let me quickly pull up the schedule. Well, I'd be strangely okay with it
2: if we shove the the Baltimore Orioles down to a one hundred and nine loss team
0: throughout this series. <laughs> Absolutely, and the the boys are already starting that tonight with uh, a six to three lead in the top of fourth. Randall Gritchick, what he hit his thirty first or is it thirty second of the night?
2: I think thirty. I'd have to pull up the box score for tonight so far. But either way, did you see that coming?
0: No. <laughs> did you get I into things? Now I feel like we're jumping into it. season reviews <laughs> quickly. <laughs> but, Y'all believe me, we will be going very much in depth on season review stuff. We can save that conversation for another time. And honestly,
2: I was hoping that maybe some of that stuff would come this weekend when we're talking with fellow Blue Jays fans on the flight deck when I happen to be hanging out and drinking beer with you. We're gonna send this season off with a hell of a funeral, I think, with all of as many people as we can get to chit chat with on the flight deck.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, very good reminder, sir. If you are listening and you'd like to join us in the flight deck on Sunday afternoon, by all means, by all means, we will be out there. We'll have a mic. We'll have whatever. We'll be ready to go. It's gonna be a fantastic time. Um, We got uh, left on the schedule after tonight. We got. Two more games with Baltimore, then we're done with them, and then three more games with the Tampa Bay race before the season ends on Sunday, the 29th. Craig, I can't believe how fast the season has gone by. Before we get into picks-to-click and touch on a few other things, kind of start putting a bow on the season for you. What has been one of the things that's gotten you the most excited going into 2020?
2: where this pitching is going to go i feel like we have the offense it could in my opinion right now if i started spring training and it was gonna be this lineup running into you know the 2020 actual opening day lineup i wouldn't be upset with it brendan but i am really intrigued with all these little young pieces especially the anthony k conversation and whatnot that's going to come out of spring training what is going to shake loose are they going to finally get that extra veteran piece to add to this rotation? Or is this letting the kids run with it and hope for the best? Honestly, either way, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes because we can see that this team is teeming with talent and has been getting to the point where there is clearly confidence building. And regardless if it's against the Baltimore Orioles or the New York Yankees, Brendan, this is getting more and more exciting to watch by the day.
0: I have a feeling that As the season goes along into 2020, we're going to see a lot of similar things happen to what we saw with the offense this year. At the beginning of the year, we were talking about, okay, there's still some guys that need to come up, but now we know that the lineup, pretty much one through seven, maybe even one through eight, you may be able to argue. Is it in place? It's set. It's ready to go for 2020. I'm hoping, Craig, that by, I want to say, May or June of next year, we're having the same conversation about the pitching rotation because I definitely... Think it's possible that they're coming together. We can see the future of the Blue Jays' rotation. And honestly, if it comes as soon as May or June next year, why wouldn't you add a veteran to trade to maybe try to accelerate your timeline a little bit?
2: Yeah, I don't think if some of these pieces actually do step up and whatnot, or we're having the conversation of Nate Pearson in the early part of the season rather than late part of the season. This is a very intriguing team, like just period, with all the talent, Brendan. We have no idea how this is going to turn out. But right now, it looks like the pieces are in place to possibly shuffle around a couple guys that step up and watch them really run with this. Is it Anthony Kay? Is it TJ Zoik? Is it Ryan Barucki coming back? But with an offense in place like this, all of a sudden getting any kind of pitching, Brendan is going to make this a very potent team
0: going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of very in-depth off-season conversations we will be having. Jaybird, watching. Do we bring back Clay Buckles? What free agent targets do they have? Off-season reviews. You know what, man? We've talked about our off-season plans and kind of already starting the funeral.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just because we're getting ready
2: to do minor league reviews after our wonderful send-off with our fans this weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. We're going to continue to bring you all the good coverage throughout the offseason we'll continue to have guests we will cover signings we will cover moves BFAs, or whatever it may be and Major we'll League, be League Playoff news period <laughs> that's right that's right I'm actually very excited to get into that with uh, the Major League Playoff news for next week it's going to be a lot of fun being able to talk general MLB maybe talk talk some Josh Donaldson or talk some former Blue Jays like Edwin Encarnacion throughout the playoffs it's going to be an absolute blast we'll be here for uh, with you every step of the way whether it's generic MLB off-season topics and whatnot, but Craig, this is our final picks a click for the year, so you got to make it count. Who are you taking for the remainder of the week?
2: <laughs> Clearly, we can Any of us can do any better than last week. <laughs> 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 so, just to put that into perspective, everybody, right now I am in the lead with four wins. Brendan's got three. Our guest spot slash fan spot has only got two wins, and um, yeah. After last week, I can't give a win to anybody, Brendan. I'm literally about to throw this piece of paper across the room with how bad Loris Gurriel Jr.'s return was. Wilmer Font was, uh, yeah, not his typical self against the Yankees the other day. And Danny Jensen is still almost an afterthought to what Reese McGuire has been doing lately. I don't even have an idea where to go with this whole thing. Honestly, what I'm doing, (laughs) I'm going to ride the TJ
0: Zoig train. There you go. I I like that pick quite a bit and you know what the pitching side of things I think works for both of us when it comes to picks to click it's uh, it's crazy we always seem to nail a pitching thing so I hope that uh, TJ Zark does go out there I believe he will get a start on Friday is his next scheduled turn against the Tampa Bay Rays which would be his last start of the season um what about me <laughs> I will go on the pitching side of things again just because I did almost the entire second half of the season uh you know what Honestly, just the discussion that we have with Bobby Kay has me in the mood to pick Anthony K for whenever his last start of the regular season will be, I believe it's tomorrow, uh, against the Baltimore Orioles. Goes out there and throws six shutout innings. That's my prediction for Anthony K tomorrow. So he's my pick to click.
2: Big Brother K is proud of you. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's right. We'll make sure that uh, we make that known to listen to the end of the segment for one of our picks to click, my friend. But uh, honestly, this has been... A fantastic episode. Obviously, we wanted to keep Bobby for a little bit longer, but uh, some weather circumstances around uh, Rochester, New York. Well, rain out. We wanted to make sure we got you, yeah, <laughs> and how it's getting out of the way. We wanted to make sure that we got it off for you, which is why we cut it a little bit shorter than planned, but uh, no, man, this was a absolutely fantastic episode. Craig, any final thoughts before we wrap things up?
2: Well, just on that note of cutting things short, so that just means we're going to have to have Bobby back
0: on the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's right. That's right. Whether it's with Anthony or by himself, he was a fun guest to talk to. Maybe we can get his thoughts on uh, the MLB playoffs as it goes along. Correct.
2: (laughs) And as far as picks the click go, fans, with this being our final week, this will be our final Picks the click, so this is going to be open completely to our Twitter feed for everybody to be able to chime in, and this will be for a guest spot for a quick five-minute fan interview on our show. We will make it happen, people. Or worst-case scenario, we're going to have to just have a chit-chat with you at the Rogers Center this Sunday at three o'clock when the Blue Jays take on the Rays to finalize this season with style. With us here at Jaybird, watching Brendan.
0: (laughs) That's right, and hopefully it ends with a win. And, Craig, until then, when we see each other this weekend, we'll give the last few games of the season a let's go, Blue Jays.
2: Let's go, Blue Jays. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time,
0: there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.